and welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Misha Davey and this is my co-host. Hello, it's Christelle here. Christelle, exciting times. We've got a new guest. Ooh, put the alert on. One, and then it's going to go, doo, 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 <laughs> or whatever. I can't remember Sound what it alarm. is. Did you like that new guest alert, Mason? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Mason, hello. This is Mason from Instagram account advocate for Crohn's. Hello, Mason. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for um, having me on the show. Really, really super excited to have you on, Mason. Now, Mason, you reached out to us. You said you'd like to come on Let's Talk Autism podcast. And we love, 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 love having new guests on. So please tell us. We're just going to say, right, Mason, get on with it. You can can present now. You can tell us all about you. Take over. Yeah. Take to the floor. Okay. Well, um, uh, hello, everyone. Um, My name's Mason. So you already know that part about me. So uh, (laughs) I'm a advocate for Crohn's and autism. So I I, I have both. I have Crohn's disease and also have autism. So my aim is to raise awareness for them too. But I I like to raise awareness for anything really um, that's relevant. I have my own podcast as well. So I raise awareness. I speak to different people who have autism, people work with autism and similar to Crohn's and inflammatory bowel disease, which uh, is part of a sector of Crohn's disease. So that's a little bit about me, what I do, trying to help other people, really. That sounds fantastic. So can you just tell us a little bit more about Crohn's disease? I think I read on your profile that you were diagnosed in 2017, if I'm correct. That's it, yeah. Yeah. And how did that all come about and how has that affected your life? Um, Well, in the year of 2017, um, I was diagnosed in October. So um, earlier that year, um, I knew nothing of Crohn's beforehand. It was quite new to me. Like that year, I lost a lot of weight. It was uh, unknown what, why that was the case. Um, and then I, I, at this point in time, I was at school. Um, I was in my last year at school, year 11 at school. It wasn't a good time when all it went downhill because beforehand I lost quite a lot of weight. Then I, I, I struggled to eat things. So when I was eating things, I was having a bloating fit. And like if I ate a little bit of some food for dinner, for example, I'll be full. And I thought, well, that's not right. Um, and then I'll get, all of a sudden I'll get some pain. Um, it was like a burny feeling uh, in my stomach. So I had that and then fought to get seen because um, they, the hospital said to me that they would have to wait another month. Um, it's a good job push to get appointments because if that wasn't the case, I would have possibly needed surgery. That is a fact with Crohn's. If you're diagnosed quite young in life, uh, I say I was quite young. <laughs> um you, you're quite prone to having surgery in your life. Um, luckily, I haven't had it yet. So I've had it at Crohn's a couple of years now. I, I haven't had surgery, so I'm, I'm happy. But uh, I see other people like me, that they, they raise awareness for Crohn's. And they do, and they have it probably a little bit more maybe um, different than me. Um, yeah. Did me. I haven't heard much about Crohn's disease, to be honest with you, Mason. It's something that I suppose you don't, like, if I didn't have it, I would probably would not know a thing about it still so I only I kind of educate myself a little bit about it and then um I I hear and then I and then I, I like when I was diagnosed I thought no one else has it and and then I, I found on Instagram there was lots and I was more happy well it's not nice to have it but it's nice to hear that other people do as well and so Mason you are autistic when were you diagnosed autistic I was diagnosed when I was nine dramatically different age when I was diagnosed with Crohn's when I was autistic I was I was nine years old well I had no clue what autism was um 
I kind of think it was really, I thought it was really bad at the time. Yeah, I thought it was a bad thing, um, like that I was different to other people, maybe more, uh, less smart than other things, other people. But yeah, I, I wasn't very confident when I was really young. And did you, after you was diagnosed, do you remember much about your diagnosis? Were you sort of, did you move school or did you stay in a mainstream school? I know um, when I was getting the test done for my diagnosis, I went to Great Ormond Street Hospital to get that done. I don't uh, remember all of it. I, 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 I rarely remember having the tests, but I know I had them. Otherwise, um, I wouldn't be autistic <laughs> if I didn't have the tests. Um, so I had uh, had them done um at the time, I would have been probably in primary school. I, I stayed there. I, I was like a, yeah, I stayed there in primary school. And then after that, um, I went to a mainstream school. And then um, I spent a year in mainstream. And then I moved to a special school because the mainstream school wasn't really understanding. Because I come across as an autistic person does things without asking help. I, I, was, I was that kind of person at mainstream because I, I didn't want to, feel like the odd one out like if, if everyone else is doing all right in the class and and I'm just the odd one out I'm I don't want to be like that um so um I I left and then I went to a special school and was that a better experience going to a special school yeah yeah I think it was um it, it was it was a lot better because I grew more confidence um around different people um they understood more even though at the mainstream school I did like a couple of teachers I did probably make one good friend there um and I made a couple, uh, it was quite funny because one of the teachers left the same day as me. So we were kind of celebrating. Getting out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And would you, do you know, looking back, I know, because you're quite a lot younger than me and Christelle, believe it or not, Mason. And so I kind of, when we hear about sort of stories about school and uh, autistic people that go to school and then it's not inclusive for um, neurodiverse children, would you, what sort of things would you say uh, were contributing factors that made school kind of not very inclusive for children like yourself who are autistic or neurodiverse? I think it's like it helps when the teachers, um, when I was at mainstream, there was a couple incidents which weren't very nice. I, I'd like to class myself as a, as a good person, a good child when I was at mainstream, but um, that, that there was a couple incidents like... Um, where autism I was in like a kind of a, a class that was relevant to people having autism and, and special needs in mainstream I was in a little classroom and one time I got asked to go to a library after lunch uh well I thought I did um, and I me and it wasn't just me me and a couple of class uh, mates were um just standing outside the library waiting because we had to wait for the teacher to unlock it and then she didn't come and then I walked back to class and she was sitting there and then I thought well, why are you sitting here? We're supposed to be in the library. And then she and then she says, um, didn't understand. I, I, she said, I, I, um, we, she didn't say that. And then I was all confused. She gave me detention. And then I had a year come to see me the following day, the following morning. And then he, um, he wasn't very nice about it. Uh, all the other people were there just standing there and no one was speaking. So I spoke up and said, uh, well, um, I, I, I went there because I thought that's what I got told. Obviously there's some communication. And then um, the difficulties. And then he said to me, uh, well, let, let you off this time. Um, now, because I've grown confidence, I probably would say something uh, like, um, like I didn't at the time. At the time, in my head, I was thinking um, I got nothing to be uh, let off for. <laughs> but um, yeah. So just like a, like a general lack of understanding, really, yeah. of autism. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and then once you've got your 
diagnosis for Crohn's. How, as an autistic man, kind of, how did the two, I don't know if, I don't know how to say it, Chris, do you know what uh, I yeah. mean? Yeah, well, how does your Crohn's affect the, your autism? Does that make any sense? Well, how, yeah, how do you deal, is there, do you feel like, yeah, that, I don't know, I don't know, how, yeah, how do you cope? So it's thing. hard, it's hard because, look, 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 let's put as an example, um, because they're very two different things, uh, but they can have set similarities. I spoke to different people, um, and and they say a uh, lot of autistic people uh, tend to have problems with their with their gut. I didn't know that until people start telling me this, and then um, like on my podcast, I'll get various guests saying um, I know people that have autism have future problems with with their gut and health, and then I thought, oh, well, that, that kind of makes sense then. If it's yeah, just me. Is your diet, Mason, you know, what's your diet like? Because I know my son, and I know I'm not stereotyping, but my son eats, does eat the very stereotyped sort of beige food diet. Uh, it's quite sensory sort of thing there going on. Kind of only pasta, rice, white bread. What's your diet like? Because then in terms of Crohn's, is there a specific diet you have to follow? And like, how does that kind of fit into your life, I suppose? Let's go back to 2017. Um, Zapak in time. That year, I uh, obviously couldn't eat anything, um, but I could talk, I could have rice and chicken. Um, and that time, I, like I could just about eat it, um, and that's one of what I lived on for a while. But and then I noticed one thing got a little bit better because that, that was kind of called a flare, like a flare when you've got like with Crohn's and IBD, you have inflammation, which uh, is like that's what Crohn's is. It attacks you. It's attacking your bowel and your body. And unfortunately for me. Because even though I don't have Crohn's, it's a bit like autism in the way. Like everyone with autism has a different type. They might have a similar type of autism, but it affects them in a different way. Like with Crohn's disease, it will affect me in a different way to someone else. I might have a similarity. Like, for example, I take a drug called Himera every two weeks, which is in, injected into my thigh. I find, I find some other people might have that. Um, but with Crohn's, I have found that I can't. I can't have spicy foods, um, which is annoying because <laughs> uh, I did like spicy food before and I can't have caffeine either. So I feel your pain there because I have IBS and I can't, I'm not supposed to have spicy foods or caffeine and I have both. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you, it triggers what now happens in my bowels. So I yeah. can sympathise with you on that. Yeah, I think um, like another thing with like Crohn's and stuff, um, like uh, what people like to raise awareness is is because um for example um like with IBS and IBD um they, they kind of uh get them mixed up um so like with IBS and IBD they kind of get mixed up a lot so if someone wasn't really sure what they are they kind of um say they're the same when they, they are similar in a way but I think with IBD you can you're more certain to have surgery um and with IBS, you're not as much, but they are—they're both like not, not nice to have. Well, Mason's really educating us here, isn't he, Mason? Yes, he is. I didn't know yeah. that about I didn't know that about IBD. So, what do they stand for? What did the two stand for? I know IBS is irritable bowel syndrome. Is it dysfunction? Inf- uh, IBD is inflammatory bowel disease. Bowel disease. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. Great. So what's the future like, Mason? What are you thinking? What are you going to do? You know, you've got a strong name there on Instagram. It's an advocate for Crohn's. So what's your what's your your thing? What do you want to do? My dream is to be a football coach. And I am um, 
quite qualified. I like before the pandemic, I was I was qualified. Uh, I, I did my FA Level One course and I did it all and like um, I did the first aid and everything. So yeah, that's kind of my dream. That's a job. Sounds fantastic. We've had a football coach on here before. Um, haven't we? Mitch? What's his name again? Oh yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Oh yeah, maybe you could speak to Dave about that. Yeah, he's, he coaches. Yeah, would you like to coach? Do you know when um, you're talking about coaching, would you like to work with other autistic children as well? Well, uh, when I was younger in primary school, I obviously liked football. Um, it's like a, a football coach I want to be. When I was at primary school, there was a football coach um, like come every week um, to teach. And then as I got older, obviously, uh, he, he was still there. And then um, near enough to my whole school of primary school really he does like camps and holidays and stuff and I uh, before the pandemic I used to help help out I was like just something I enjoy to do because it's nice being like um like played as a coach when I obviously I was just playing as one um just to help out and stuff and then um I got my thing and everything and then he gave me a call end of 2020-ish and then I messaged him late last year because I couldn't do it last year because with my Crohn's it puts me at risk even before COVID because of the medication I'm on because yeah. um, the medication I'm on cancer patients take and um, oh, okay. um, for me I'm in a, a group clinically a vulnerable group no oh, wow um, and even though there's no restrictions well there's going to be no restrictions so um, that's not so the case for me um, so it's, it's, it's like much harder doing things so even like football coaching doing close enough sports there's always stuff I want to do because I, I believe COVID will, will be here but yeah. it'll come, it, I think it will come down like like yeah, it'll be like the flu jab at some point mm, um, yeah I, will, I believe that as well yeah well all the best with the coaching career Mason well, I'll have you know I was pretty good at football when I was younger <laughs> Yeah, Misha, Misha, I don't know why you're laughing, but if I ever decide to go back into it, I know where to come and find you. This is what I have to listen to, Mason. All of this, this absolute rubbish, rubbish talk. <laughs> yeah, you're t- joking. Christelle was six foot four. I'm she's not, an amazing. I'm not joking. I was she's an really amazing goalkeeper. At, uh, no, I was really good at football, and it was myself, Nicola Edwards, and Amy Dowsett were the only three girls on the boys' team. Do you know Christelle's uh, brother, actually, Mason? Christelle's brother has signed for Rangers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's signed. Look, you can look him up. Yeah. John Lee Afeka. <laughs> She's famous. Yeah. She keeps these ones quiet. See? Yeah. Talk about her own football career and her brother's just signed for Rangers. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself out there, Mish. <laughs> I've, got, um, I've got a football manager's phone number. Oh, see? So this could be you one day, Mason. Well, he was... Connections. He was recently a switch manager. Unfortunately, um, he got sacked. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Um, but, Scandalous. But he gave me his personal phone number, so I've got him on WhatsApp. <laughs> Hand him. <laughs> yes, use him. Go on. Oh, Mason, it's been so lovely talking to you. Will you come back on and do some more episodes with us in the future? Yeah, of course. I, I'm, I'm more than happy. Good. That sounds great because I've got plans for the super. Christelle's Christelle's looking at Christelle's putting down all my plans for my for our big for your future. She's got plans for my future for our super sixty super sixty challenge. So, (laughs) where can we find you, Mason? Before you go, uh, so everyone can go follow you and support you. Um. Well, I'm advocate for Crohn's on um on Instagram and also have um. My um on Facebook have uh, it's called My Journey with Crohn's Disease. So I, I have them and yeah, I, I uh 
I do what I can. <laughs> oh, thank you thank so you much, so Mason. Much. Yeah. That was amazing. And uh, I'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. All the best. Bye. Bye. Bye.